You look like a bunch of fifth grade sissies after a cat fight. You got anger, that's good. You're going to need it, son. You got aggression, that's even better. You're going to need that too. But any little two-year-old child can throw a fit. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection. Football was fun. Sometimes. The actual footballness of football is fun. The politics of football are not fun. Okay. But football, football is fun. Actually going on the field and being able to take your aggression on people is actually fun. I mean, it is a, a, it's a drug. Football literally is a drug to the point where people are killing themselves, not because of CTE, because they're going through withdrawal, because they lose their identity, because football is so fun that they're just saying, you know what, I can't take not being a football guy anymore, and they... I mean, that might be a tad bit exaggeration, right? To just say it's it's not CTE and it's just an identity thing. Oh no, it's definitely CTE. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely CTE. <laughs> Brains is off the yeah. Okay. The Go through uh, what was like the the free agent process like? The 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 off season started, and we're gonna get out to all the contracts and all that shit. But um, since you went through it at different phases of your career. Walk, walk us simple folk through that. Coming off of putting in seven years with the Chargers, you made three Pro Bowls, and you are a highly valued free agent at that point, right? Because you got a good resume. Then towards the end of the career when whatever, you're, you're making rosters. What's it like? Uh, coming off of the, uh, the football years when I, I went to Jacksonville, it was good because um, you know that – the hard work you put in, you played out your, your smaller contracts. Now you know that you're going to get some kind of uh, recognition for the value you provide for a team because somebody's going to come in and take you and put you on their team and you're going to do great things. Um, it's fun to like, have people entertain, bring you in, and tell you how much you're worth. It gets you validation. You know, it gives you some, some kind of like, okay, I feel good that you know, somebody recognizes that my worth or talent. And then uh, you sign... Most people go to another team and they sign really good contracts and they do well. For me, I did better when I had a smaller contract going from Detroit to San Francisco. When I just I fit in and it was just with a good organization, good coach, and I was able to use my talents. And it wasn't so much about the money that I was getting, more so about getting another year and being able to play with a good team, especially like you know a Super Bowl contending team. And we I mean, we did we did well that first year I was there. It was a lot of fun. So you go from San Diego to Jacksonville, and that's more like a I'm trying to get paid contract or I'm yeah, trying to play you know, contract. Kind of that's that's the that's the money contract. That's the money. Contract. That's the you money come contract. Off, come off your height of your your success, you get paid a, a big contract. You go somewhere. It's like the only reason why uh, Amendola would go from the Patriots to the the Dolphins. It's because the Dolphins are going to pay him more money than what he's worth. I still think he's underpaid a lot. He should at least got like twenty million for what he what he what he brings to the table. It makes no sense, but that's how the NFL is. They'll try to undercut your, your money at any, any cost. Like, I got signed with Jacksonville and scored a game-winning touchdown in the first game. I'm on pace. Okay, yeah, this is going to be a good trend because now first game, the 15 left, I can get my bonuses and incentives and get paid money. They wrote those in there just as cool things get you there, but they're not trying to let you get that bonus money. Incentives is the worst in the NFL. They can just stall you out and not pay you your money. <laughs> Sounds cool when you get to the free agency. It's like, oh, we got all this money. 20 million guarantee plus incentives. It's great. 
anybody giving you an incentive. It doesn't happen. Mm. They'll try to make sure you don't get on the field. Yeah. All right. You brought up incentives in the contract, so we'll keep it current. Richard Sherman just signed a three-year deal with the Niners after getting cut by the Seahawks. He's his own agent. He worked out his own deal. It's incentive-based, but he's still getting some money guaranteed. What are your thoughts? (laughs) You already said what you think about incentive-based contracts, but what do you think on Sherman leaving Seattle and going and playing for the Niners? Wait, let me check your levels first. Sometimes you're mumbling when you're looking this way. You're mumbling when you look this way. I'm just saying, dude. You're, I, you're, you're, you're over here giving good knowledge. These motherfuckers need to hear it. I was telling you my levels were low earlier. I know. Okay, I'm watching you now. You're professional. Diddy. You're a technician. I wasn't Diddy mouthing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was not Diddy mouthing it. Um, <laughs> Richard Sherman should not have gone to the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's stupid for him to go there, to sign there, based off of his legacy, who he is as a person, and how he made his money off talking trash to a team. And now you want to go there, sell out, in it for a dollar? Talking about you're a professional app. Man, get out of here. You're just a money-hungry person like everybody else. All about the money. Now, you're stupid. Why would you go to a team that you've been talking so much trash to for so long? From what he's saying is that once he's now released from the Seahawks, he wants an opportunity to play against his former team twice a year because he's vindictive that way. Like he holds I love that. It. So it's not so much about... I, I think he took it like I can see where you're coming from, like selling out. Like I wouldn't want to see my one of my guys go from the Niners and then go sign with the Cowboys. I yeah. hate that. It just yeah. bugs me. But I, I hear what you're saying. Or go across the debate of the Raiders. I hate that shit. It bugs me. But this guy, he's like, it's so personal with me to stick it to my old team that I'm going to sign with a division rival just to play you twice a year, mm-hmm. just to see you guys Suffer from the hands of him. Yes. I respect that. Now, if that's the motive, then I can agree with that and understand it a little more better, as opposed to just, oh, they're paying money, so I'm going to go there. The, the history you have with them, that's like me as a Charger, leaving the Chargers and going to sign with the Raiders. I don't whipped y'all butt so many times, and I talked so much trash, and <laughs> gotten all these fights stuff, and now I'm just going to go over there? No, I don't like anybody in your organization. I want you guys to burn to the ground. <laughs> so I just do. Every time I get on the field with you, I, I want to fight everybody on the team. You wouldn't go to the Patriots or some shit like that. Not you know? going to the Patriots. I'm not going to sit there and you guys talk all this trash and did what you did to us when you beat us and stomp on our, our logo in the middle of the field. I want to go to a team that's going to kick y'all ass every game. I'll go to Miami so I can play you twice and then just fight you from the outside. I'm not going to your team. All right. To get a ring. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not a ring, uh, a ring hungry fool just to go to any team just to get a ring. No. All right. And I'm going back to the past. I'm going to jump around. Go back to you now, since we were talking about the free agent process when you left um, and you got the money deal, right? So now towards the end, once you left Jacksonville, you got traded to Detroit, right? Or they cut you from Jacksonville before the third you see, third year of the deal? Yeah, because I was, I was due to make $4 million that year. Okay. Backloaded my contract. So they backloaded the contract. They cut you before the big year of that contract. Yeah. You signed with Detroit. And then from there on out, it was Detroit, the Niners, but they were like one-year deals, two-year deals at a time like that. So what's the process there as you've now, you're probably getting closer to 10 years in the league, and you're just trying to, what, collect a check? Just walk us through the process. I don't want to speak for you. Like, what's that like after the money contract? After uh, the money contract, you cut from Jacksonville, go to Detroit. Um, 
I played in Detroit because where do you go after you leave Jacksonville? And they're terrible. Who else you don't go to another team that's not that good? And um, for me at that point, it's the love of the game, being able to play more, to get more out of it, knowing that I'm not done and hang up my cleats then would have been disastrous. So at that moment, I wasn't ready to let football go. So I'll just go to another team and play. I didn't care about the money, the contract, whatever like that. It's just playing another team, uh, playing on another team. And then I was their best special player that year. I'm talking like dominant in every, every game. I went, Devin Hester had negative yards against us, combined total for the, that year. Then they told me that at the end of the year, they wanted to go young, so they're not going to resign me. So like, whatever, cool. I don't want to be in Detroit anyway. I've packed up my stuff the next day and was gone. Then they called me when I'm on the road. Hey, you know, we really want you to come back because the awards came out and all the, you know, one special player of the year for the, the team awards. And they're like, you know, we, we really want to build our special teams around you and you're an integral part of our team. We want to grow with you and have you uh, teach some of the young guys uh, how to do it. I'm like, no, you already told me you want to go young and I'm out. I said, uh, I have an opportunity to go play somewhere else and I'd rather finish out my career on the West Coast with one of those teams and um, end up signing with the Niners. And they told I remember the, they told me that. He's like, you know, this is a guaranteed contract you're going to have here. Uh, why would you go somewhere else and not have a, a contract set up like something else instead? Well, I'm just going on faith. I know how the system works. And I know what I'm, my value is. And certain coaches desire to have a special team guy on the team to where they don't have to worry about special teams. Because no one gives a rat's ass about special teams. <laughs> it's just what it is, the way it is. But if yeah. you're good at it, you have value because I don't want to spend my whole day in meetings worried about are we going to cover special teams? Is that going to be good? We got this guy on the team. He's good. We're set. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Now we just back burner it and focus on our, our game plan, offense, defense. So that's what Harbaugh, he told me that. He's like, you're a guy that I can just rely on to know that you're showing up every game and you'll take care of that. So I don't have to worry about that. And that's huge. And, and Harbaugh is a good coach like that. He's very thorough. So he, he makes sure that every aspect is taken care of. Playing for a guy like that, was, it was more important for me in free agency to be able to play for a guy like that than to get more money. You know what I mean? I would make money however I made money. But <coughs> playing another year was more important. Okay, I hear that. It's Kelly K.O. We're brought to you by Anchor. We hadn't said that, but we'll go ahead and say that as a quick transition going into some of these um, 2018 free agent and off-season acquisitions right now. Um, Kirk Cousins just signed a three-year, $84 million deal, fully guaranteed. To that, you say what? KO. I'm so proud that somebody got a guaranteed contract in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah. You know, no, you know, it's huge. It's, it's money. I think it's the first guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed contract. That I can think that, of. That I can remember of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't think of one that's ever been fully guaranteed. I mean, that's baseball shit. That's basketball shit to get a fully guaranteed contract. I mean, everybody could get into the whole debate about whether he's worth it or not, and that's – it don't matter. Truth is in the eye uh, of the beholder, right? You know yeah. what I mean? One man's trash, another one's treasure. Uh, Washington clearly moved on. They traded for Alex Smith. But then um, who was in Minnesota was Case Keenum. He's going to sign with Denver. Tyrod Taylor, quarterback from the Bills, just got traded to uh, Cleveland. Cleveland needed a quarterback. They were terrible. Cleveland need Jesus. Jesus. They, they they need a lot more than just a quarterback. They need to stop doing something because they're just they're either worshiping the devil or they're just you know they sold their soul to the devil. One of the two because the calamity that happens up there is just never ending. What is so wrong with Cleveland? What they did something back in the day. They probably had sex with somebody's wife and then 
<laughs> ruined the marriage, and now they're getting the repercussions of their karma. Yeah, why did Cleveland get the short end of the stick? I would have thought that when Art Modell took the Browns from Cleveland and took them to Baltimore, that the Ravens would have the short end of the stick when it came to the, the, the bad juju and all of that. Yeah. I thought Cleveland, oh, they're going to get on now because yeah. they just that, that reversed their karma. And then, no, it just made it even worse. Like, it straight up made it worse. Um, nonetheless, they're making moves. Um, since we're talking the Browns, they traded for Tyrod Taylor. They traded for uh, Jarvis Landry, the receiver from the Dolphins. And they're planning on re-signing him to a, a re-working a deal with him. He doesn't get high, right? <laughs> As well, his teammate in college, Odell Beckham Jr., just had a video come out where he looked like he had a blunt in his hand, a white powdery substance on the table with it his lines. With, yeah lines and some slutty butt European chick that's aspiring to be a model taking pictures of him all in the hotel room while she's holding the credit card. I mean, so is this uh, a quick segue to stay in your lane? Let's go there. As real a side qu- note, yeah, we might as well go there real Cal quick. Kelly brought you by Anchor. We're taking a commercial break. Brought to you by Stay in Your Lane. Cal, <laughs> <laughs> how how would this play into the Stay in Your Lane category? The Stay in Your Lane uh, nominee and winner of this episode's Stay in Your Lane goes to the European aspiring model slutty butt that is in the hotel room with Odell Beckham Jr. taking video of this dude. Hella wasted in a hotel room bed with a blunt, a pizza, some white lines on the nightstand, and yo ass in the hotel room with him. You messing up a good thing, girl. What you doing? Like, you got to get... That's the only way people are going to know of her is because, oh, yeah, I'm the one that made that seven-second video of OBJ that fucked all his money up. And how would that benefit her? How would she make money on that? Are you going to sell it to TMZ and that's all the money you're ever going to get? Short side yourself. No, nah, well, she's going to get money off of her little video, but then she's also going to now get to be one of them thirsty chicks in the club that's going to get, you know, five grand for an appearance to go around the country and sit in a booth and, and drink bottles and, and listen to other people. Because, you know, they don't care how they're famous nowadays. They just care about being famous for something. And for this lady, it was more important for her to be famous for ruining a nigga's money and being some aspiring side piece than actually going out and getting her own on her own. And so for that, you, European chick making the video, fucking up OBJ's money, you need to stay in your lane. And then another segment, Cal and KO, the what the fuck were you thinking segment goes to OBJ. Nigga, what was you thinking? You don't know this person fall asleep you, you around don't him know in the middle of your partying and whatnot. What you Man. doing? When you go to bed at night, you kick everybody out of your room. Get them all out. All right, guys, we're going to sleep. Get out. Everybody go. Party's over. Done. You got to go home. You got to get the hell out of here. What you doing? Something. Shame on you. You don't know people you like that. Pro- fall asleep around pro- people. Bro, you got to protect your money. You already getting in enough shit for your off... <laughs> The field antics going on the going on the yacht during your off week right before the playoffs. People looking at you for being a bad teammate, and now you got the off the field issues. You fucking up your own money, player. That's not the stay in your lane. Hey, that's what the fuck was you thinking, fam? Mm. What was you thinking? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time? Cal and Ko here. We're talking 2018. NFL offseason moves, the free agents are signing, the trades are being made, and of course we got some shit to talk about. Let's go ahead and talk quarterbacks first. Sam Bradford is going to another team. 
Arizona Cardinals, one year, $20 million. Hopefully he can stay on the field and be healthy because the best ability is availability. And we all know he's had a problem with that. Josh McCown is going to re-sign with the New York Jets, one year, $10 million. Good for him. He did good last season playing for the Jets. They weren't expected to win much. They didn't win a lot, but they won more than they were supposed to. They were competitive in a lot of games. Josh McCown is the reason for that. Good for him. He got the money. And, but the Jets aren't done. They're apparently talking to Teddy Bridgewater, former quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. They're just looking to reload and restock and see what happens there. And then the main quarterback that re-signed so far, Drew Brees. New Orleans Saints, two years, $50 million, $27 million guaranteed money. He left more money on the table by announcing that he planned on re-signing with the Saints and hopefully finishing out his career there. Um, Anchor fans, you let me know what you think about that. Did he leave that money on the table? Minnesota apparently did offer him more money and tried to lure him away from the Saints, but uh, his mind was made up. Or is there nothing wrong with just saying where you want to play and then sticking to it? You let me know. We'll be here. Cal and KO. Let's talk defense, man. The L.A. Rams have upgraded their secondary. They they pull Aqib Tlaib away from the Denver Broncos, and they pull Marcus Peters away from the Kansas City Chiefs, thus adding two fairly elite cornerbacks to uh, anchor their secondary. Aqib Tlaib is getting older, but he's still performing. And Marcus Peters is young. I love that boy. That's he from the town. So, you know, I got love for him. It'll be interesting to see what the Rams do coming off of a very surprising, excellent year that they had in 2017. Seattle Seahawks are blowing their squad up. Michael Bennett, their D-line, he's leaving and going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you kidding me? As if Philly didn't already have enough D-linemen, now they add Michael Bennett to go with it. They're like 9 to 10 deep now on that D-line. That's going to be crazy. And then Malcolm Butler, Super Bowl winner with the New England Patriots, did not even get a snap in this past Super Bowl. He's moving on. He's going to Tennessee to play cornerback for the Titans. Let's touch on some more offense. Jimmy Graham is going to go link up with one of the best quarterbacks to play the game right now. He's going to Green Bay to team up with Aaron Rodgers. That should be something deadly. The Packers already released Jordy Nelson. He's always done well with tight ends. He does well with whoever you put out there with him, Aaron Rodgers, that is. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Jimmy Graham, Aaron Rodgers combination. Danny Amendola, KO already talked about him. Two years, 12 mil, 8.2 guarantee. He's going to be a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. Allen Robinson's leaving Jacksonville. He's going to go play for the Chicago Bears. Three years, 42 mil, 25 of that guaranteed. Good for that boy right there. Sammy Watkins going to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid is loading up that offense even more, making sure that his second-year quarterback, first-time starter, Patrick Mahomes, has all of the weapons necessary to succeed in an Andy Reid offense. Sammy Watkins going to Kansas City. And then one of these that I, I, I hate to see him leave, but I think it's the right move. Carlos Hyde, former running back of the San Francisco 49ers, is headed to Cleveland, and he's going to be in that in their backfield. I think it's a good move for the Browns. They have the first overall pick. They've got the fourth overall pick in the draft, but they're not just waiting on the draft. They are making a ton of moves right now in this offseason. Tyrod Taylor trade, Jarvis Landry trade, 
and now they've got Carlos Hyde coming in as well. Maybe they still draft a quarterback and, and just start to load up. Maybe they get a pass rusher. We don't know. But good for them to at least start establishing some quality players in that locker room to go with whatever draft picks they then go out and get. That's Those are the news and notes from Cal and KO as far as the 2018 offseason of the NFL that has begun right now. You hit us up. Let us know what's interesting to you right now. What's your team? What are you looking for in this 2018 NFL offseason? Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Cali KO brought to you by Nike. <laughs> what if Nike was our sponsor? Hey, I don't think be... Nike was. I don't think Nike would sponsor uh, a podcast because I mean they don't really need to. <laughs> um, they should. Speaking of shoes, there's just a lot of there's a lot of current athletes. You know, hats off to Michael Jordan. He changed the game hands down. I think single handedly, Michael Jordan and Phil Knight created a monster when they created the, the Air Jordans. Absolutely. There is no other shoe like it. There's no other legacy that could be established that's better than Jordan because it's here now and everybody after him is still trying to be a Jordan. Yeah. Guys that are great athletes. Two, two, two instances in particular, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Uh-huh. Two guys that are compared to Jordan constantly um, with their play and how they, they perform on the, on the court. Off the court, talking about deals. They've had nice Nike deals. That's cool, but... Nothing compared to what Jordan created, the empire, like a billion dollar empire. Nope. But their shoes, why would they agree to have those shoes created for themselves? But the thing is, is well, one, I agree, because I think they're ugly. Most of their shoes are ugly. Yeah. What, for, and I'll be specific. What I didn't like about Kobe's shoe was that he made a low-top basketball shoe. That's weird. That's weird. It's very weird. I mean, people play in them and they say they're comfortable, but I look at it and I just go, that's not a basketball shoe. That's a problem. I might as well wear Converse. I'm not doing that. Um, So that's what I thought about the Kobe shoes. Um, And then LeBron's shoes are just a little weird. They're just a little off. Like, he he plays on the Cavaliers and you know their colors. They've got like a burgundy. They've got a blue. They've got a white. Shit like that. But then a little yellow or gold. Um... But then his his shoe will be lime green. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. And it, what? I don't get that. Um, it just looks weird. Um, so nobody's gonna ever. One thing no one will ever touch Jordan on is the empire he built off the court with the shoe game. Steph Curry. I'm a fan of Steph Curry. I, to be honest, I like the way, like. Uh, you ever look at a sh- like the silhouette of the shoe? Like when he's playing on the court, yeah. it looks like a comfortable shoe. Yeah. And then I look at the detail and the design of the shoe, and it's an ugly shoe, fam. Like, that's my opinion. He's Under Armour, right? Yeah, he's Under Armour. Yeah, they make ugly shoes. They make ugly cleats, too. Yeah. Cam Newton's all about Under Armour, though. Yeah, and it, it looks like he's wearing socks. Yeah. Those shoes are ugly. Um. I... I yeah, LeBron, his first shoe that LeBron made, that first Nike shoe he made, yeah. a solid basketball shoe. It is comfortable, it's sturdy, it's not too big, not clunky. It's a perfect shoe for basketball. And then he deviated from that. His second shoe after that was like, is that a, is that a football cleat? Is that a, is that a tree trunk? What the hell is that? It's a massive, is it a, is it like ugly a, shoe. It's, it's gross. Yeah, some of them look like um, wildlife boots. Tanks. Like, yeah. Wolf, like, Timberlands. <laughs> Straight up. Are those Timbos, dog? Like, he even had a shoe called, like, The Soldier. Yeah. 
Like a brand of his Nike was the soldier. And it wasn't because it was army fatigue. It was it looked like it strapped up like a fucking wrestling boot. <laughs> what the hell do I know? Not you, doing that. I mean, yeah, Kobe Bryant's shoes are all kind of when he had his Adidas contract. Adidas just makes terrible shoes anyway. Straight up, so those are ugly. Um, I mean, just going back old school. Stephon Marbury shoes were ugly. Karl Malone's shoes were ugly. Yep. Shaq's shoes were just disgusting. The Come worst. On. I don't think he ever made a good shoe. Um, but then you have people like. Uh, Sean Kemp, the Kamikazes, iconic. I did have those. The con, um, the answers. Those, the, those AIs, those Reeboks. The questions, were hard. answers. Those Reeboks were good. I don't even. I wasn't a fan of Reebok, but I had those. Yep. Me too. Who, who else was there? The shoe that was decent no, enough. Non Nike, because that's what. Because it really comes down to Nike. No, some of the Nike people even were, were good, but they were just not. Some Nikes ones. The Pippins, were Pippins were classics too. Yeah, the ones. With, yep. With the, the air, the air the, back up yep, tempos. The, the up tempos. Yeah. The the Barclays. Barclays were hard. Yeah. Barclays were hard. That's what I'm saying. It seems like a Kimolajo one had terrible shoes. Ugly. And then go baseball. Dion had the diamond turfs. Oh, the football, diamond turfs were real. Uh, the football baseball trainer. Bo Jackson's were the real. Bo Jackson's were real. The Auburn color ones. Yeah. Come on, man. Like those shoes were those shoes were epic and ahead of their time. It wasn't that all the old school shoes everybody was good? And then all of a sudden now they get to all these people are just different now. Like what are they? I mean, one person that's kind of like I'm still on the fence about, which is kind of. They're very unique shoes, and I don't know if they're even good to play in or not, because I never played in them yet, but um, uh, Durant, his shoes, they're intriguing, it's different, it's weird, I don't know. Yeah. Fashionably, some of them can be like, okay, yeah, this is it's cool, I have a, a pair of his shoes, but I wouldn't play basketball in those shoes, they're not comfortable for basketball shoes, but they are solid like the LeBron James first shoe he had, There's the yeah. sole. Is very solid and sturdy, so I think that there could be good basketball shoes. I just don't know. I haven't played them yet. I couldn't picture myself getting a new guy's shoe yeah. to wear as fashion. I could only get their shoes to go see if they're a good-looking basketball shoe. Yeah. Because if I'm getting a shoe to wear like out as like my kicks, I'm getting the guys that I know. I'm getting the, the shoes that I grew up on and the shoes that I'm familiar with. Those guys, Bo. Dion, the shoes that we were just mentioning, any yeah. any pair of Jordans I can come across, I'm not getting these new guys' shoes because I don't think they look good. So I'm really only going to get the shoe if I'm like, that looks like a light, comfortable shoe that I could hoop in. Yeah. I couldn't do it. In KD's, I agree with you. He's Nike. His colors are a little random. The new one he but made I wouldn't wear. Son. But I wouldn't wear. Oh, I like his new ones. Yeah, I saw one of my, uh, one of my homeboys... Uh, was wearing it when we played basketball today. I saw him, I was like, Yo, those shoes good? He's like, yeah, they're straight. But I was like, it's a low top though. He's like, it's kind of a mid top. All right, well. But then I went to the store and I saw him, I was like, okay, they look good. They look good in the size nine and 10, but I'm a, I'm a 12, 13. So I'm like, yeah. when you started getting that big, them things look kind of. Yep. It's a lot, I'm, I'm it's a lot of color. It's a lot of color. I'm not a fan of Air Force Ones, for the record. I, I can't stand them. Um, I wear them just for, for leisure. I respect they're, they're like a vacation shoe because they're sturdy and I don't know. I respect the Air Force One hustle, but to me, they're big. They're big cloggers. The high top Air Force Ones are, are a little better than the, the low top. The old school ones that yeah. um, that the Jordan Ones first modeled them after. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 I, I had those. I forgot a shoe that we that needs to be mentioned. Uh, Gary Payton's. His were nice. Yeah, those were really good. I liked the Tim Hardaway black tops. You remember those? Yeah. I thought were good. I like the Gary Payton because it had the zip-up shroud over the shoe. Yeah. Decent. It, 
I like the black tops because they had the the strap like that. Oh yeah. I mean the Jordan sixes had those too, but uh, the black top before the black top. Do you remember the Air Raids? Yeah. Who's the Air Raids? Was D Brown wore those? I think it was. No, D Brown was Reebok. Yeah, he was Reebok. He was at the pumps. Some had the Air Raids. The cross, like it was the cross shoe went over. Yeah. They, they, those might be the, the Air Raid black tops. That's, that's, that's the same so, shoe. Yeah, yeah. It's the same shoe. It was Tim. It's a, it was Timmy Hardaway. Wait, Jeff, what'd you do? You yeah, like man. You did something foul. Anchor fans, favorite shoe gang. If you're a classic shoe collector, what are the shoes that have impressed you? What shoes now do you say still get clout? Let us know. That, yeah, this is an open-ended conversation right yeah, here. Yeah, Because I know there's a lot of shoe heads out there that are like, you know what, y'all forgot this one. Or this one's a classic, or this one. It's Cali KO Anchor. I didn't mean to step over KO. I'll edit this out. He gets it's the last okay. word. Yeah, you can. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the last word, motherfucker. <laughs>